Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are joined with Suzanne Hall. Oh, hey. She is, if you are watching this on YouTube, then you would see that she's got this great green leather jacket on that we got at a vintage store in North Carolina. (laughs) And you heard us say that Suzanne Hall was built for vintage because she's got just the right size petite frame. So kudos. You're looking really good today. Thank you. You're welcome. We're special for you. I love that. Yes. My favorite color green. And it just happened to be there just staring at me when we went to Hong Kong. It just happened to be your size. Weird. Shout out to Hong Kong in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hold on. It's uh, it's Hong Kong is the name of the store. It's called Hong Kong. Sure is. Okay. It's by appointment only. And so she's Caucasian, the gal that runs it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really cool stuff. She's a good so curator. Cool. Yeah. Like, I've gotten a lot of yummy things there. You sure have. Sure. Jewelry place. Is it just clothes? Yeah. Or is it okay. clothes, jewelry, purses, shoes? Rad. You've mm-hmm. gotten, did you get a purse there last time? I get all you sorts got, like, of stuff all there. All sorts of like little like lovelies and accessories. Yeah, I did. I got a, vin, or a do you guys remember Liz Claiborne? I got a Liz Claiborne sweater vest. I was going to wear it to the holiday oh, party. Yeah. It's red. I keep trying it on. I'm not sure if it's great on me, but I but it's mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep finding ways. I need like the right ruffly situation coming out of it, I think, to pull it off. Anyway, stay tuned Can't for wait. that. I'll let you know when I find a place where the Liz Claiborne, you also got Liz, Liz Claiborne items. I did. And you know what she told us? She's just like Liz Claiborne. Like she was like the master of like knits in her day. And she's just like, whenever we find one, it fits awesome. I got a great sweater that I mm-hmm. always get compliments on when I get it. Because it know. just like... If it's well, and that's Liz Claiborne. Your jacket was the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first thing I said yeah. to you today. Love your jacket. I know. So you're seriously totally you're batting a thousand. What in are. Hong Kong? Yes, you <laughs> are. It's they've got Suzanne's number for sure. I mm-hmm. Also, I was introducing Corey Place on the podcast. Yes. How are you, Corey? Doing great. Good. Yeah. Glad yeah. to hear it. Awesome. It's been an eventful week, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you no, know, um, we just talking about, does anyone else feel like the earth is just like tilted and like, so things are just like not working out quite like mm-hmm. they should. And you're just like, grab that ball. It's falling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Grab that one. I felt it falls too. Yeah. Life yeah. is not we're balanced, good, but though. yeah, it's good. But we're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are happy. Yes. Can't complain. I want to know from you guys, what's the worst compliment you've ever gotten? <laughs> I'm going to have to say me. I, I've been like, you know, you remind me of this celebrity. I think that's, yeah. I, even if I don't love the celebrity. What celebrity do you get? Uh, David Arquette, probably the most. Oh, interesting. Um, I can see that. I see that. Uh, Yeah. And then like, I've gotten a couple of others, but. Uh, oh, like we should Jared do. Time, we should do Jared a doppelganger. Oh, yes. Oh, I had good. long hair at the time, so that was probably just the hair. I can totally really. see that. Um, I know. We'll have to talk, we'll about, talk about doppelgangers next time, too. Oh, yeah. I think we should talk about it today. And then we'll, then we'll like bring it. photos and we'll put them up I on know. YouTube. And then we'll do like, <laughs> what do you think? Side by sides. <laughs> uh, but my, this is not like the worst comp. We've had a lot of people since I've been doing some videos with you guys on our Instagram that are like, oh my gosh, I didn't like, Corey does not, his face doesn't match his voice. His voice doesn't match his face or something. And I'm like, I didn't take any offense. It was like, should I? Like, is there something wrong with my face? Something no, they're wrong like, with my voice? I thought he was maybe? blonde. It, yeah. Um, and then when I asked people, I was like, what? They're like, oh, it's just different. And I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Something off, but this is the way I was born. So it is what it is. I'm not changing either. It could be worse. It could be worse. Oh, 
that's awesome. hilarious. Um, mine would be that there is, um, well, I'll just say, should I say who it is? I don't have to say who it is. You don't have to. Somebody says to me, well, um, pointed and like, somebody says to me, um, I, I tried listening to your podcast, but the podcasts that I like, they really enunciate <laughs> when they talk. And, um, the other, the podcasts I also listen to that I like, they don't talk over the top of each other. So those are just things that I like in a podcast. And I was like, good to know <laughs> you're not going to like ours <laughs> because no. we don't maybe always enunciate no. and we definitely talk all at the same time because we're so excited. We can't get it out fast enough. Yeah. Funny. And I'm a chronic mumbler. Like, I'm so sorry. I even listen to myself. I'm like, oh, what did I say? Or just like a run on. Blah, 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 blah. Well, so. this person doesn't like then that you're not enunciating. I know. Yeah. I apologize. It's okay. We're open to it. We're just like free. Free, free target. <sighs> if you put yourself out there, then you're yep. going to get stuff like that back. It's true. But I say like a lot. <laughs> yes. What's the worst compliment you've been given? Um, I don't think it's, it's not on purpose. I don't think that's what is the funny thing about like offensive compliments is when people, I have a couple of people in my life that have done this where I consistently get things and gifts and they say, you're the only one that could pull this off. So I, I thought of you. And I got it. So I'll get like things in the mail and I'm just like, that's like a half sweater that's like cut off. And I'm like, how do you like, it's for a cat. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. And they're just like, I, you know, like, and so when I think I'm like, you're the only one that could pull it off. I'm like, no one should pull it off. It shouldn't have been like approved for manufacturing. Like no one should be allowed to wear this. And I'm just like, is that what I'm giving out? Is that what I'm putting out? Like I'm giving off? I don't know. So... Yeah, that's hilarious. So when you say you're the only one that could pull that off, yeah, just be really cautious about what it is. And could be taken the wrong way. It could be taken the wrong way, and it has. Ooh, it sure that's has. So funny. Yeah. I love it so much. Anyway. That's great. Yep. Okay, with First that, minute. Corey, will you give us a nice compliment? Here, this is. Please. I mean, I saved. This yeah. is the best one I think we've ever received. Okay. Oh, I can't oh, wait. It's from Kendall Shows. Okay. Kendall Shows. Thank you That's in advance. Great. She says, I am low key obsessed with this podcast. Oh, the hosts yes. are so knowledgeable, but yet <laughs> oh. so relatable. They never take themselves too seriously. And that is so refreshing. The interior design world can be extremely intimidating, but they make me feel like I fit in. I've learned so much. My favorite advice they give is to fill your home with things you love to tell your story and make no apologies. I consult their podcast, social media, website before or, and website before I make any style decisions these days. Mm. I just ordered my first piece from their store, a tray for my cocktail table, and it looks so great. I'm basically sitting back and waiting for Architectural Digest to feature me. Cheers. Oh. You, my friend. Best compliment. Thank ever. you, Kendall. That's so nice. That's so we needed lovely. that today. We sure did. Yeah, you guys make our day. Thank you so much for listening. Yep. Um, I can't believe you've been with us for all this time and that you've listened to old episodes. Hopefully, we're getting better with age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and for taking the time to write reviews. Like that's yeah, yeah that's so not, nice. Often you write reviews. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try to. If I love something, I try to do it because yeah. it. It's worth the effort. Goodness so we appreciate you doing that. If you feel like doing it, go leave us yeah. a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. Do all those things they said to do. Exactly. That's so that great. we're horrible at saying. Yes, we're really glad you're here, though. Right. And for watching us on YouTube, if you are watching it on YouTube, this is a new venture for us. Mm. We're trying it out, but it has been really nice because y'all know I love a research project, and so I like print off reams of paper here in mm. front of us. Very you know, not sustainable, mm -hmm. but 
you can see it all. We'll be holding it up and like they'll actually be showing you the images that we're talking about, which is a really great tool as we're teaching you. So yeah. For sure. For sure. Most of you are still taking podcasts while you're driving or doing something that you're listening to it. Most aren't on YouTube, but I just thought I'd say we are on YouTube now. So if you want to see us sitting around talking and showing you the, the pictures that we're talking about, come check it out on YouTube. See what you think. I know I'm a woman. I like to multitask. So I get that. Most of us are probably just going to always be in your ears and we're just so grateful for however you want to listen to the podcast or watch it. Um, with that, let's get into it. Should we? Yes. Okay. What are we talking about today? Well, we have a question that um, catapulted into us making a whole podcast about this episode. So know that when you guys send in questions, they might become a full episode. Um, again, you can send your questions to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Again, that's Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. So this question came from Rachel Cobbs. Corey, do you want to read it? Yeah. She says, hi, longtime listener to your podcast. Could you please do a session on lighting, like finding pieces that speak to each, to each other room to room, dealing with custom shades? Do all lamps have the custom shades? For example, I have four lamps and they all have a beautiful fermoy. Is that, is that what we decided yeah, on? From way. Uh, shade that flank the perimeter of the room. But when I bring, when I bring lamps into the center, I was going to coordinate the coordinate or even juxtapose that with a modern lamp. Best ways to wash out art when with light, when mounted picture lights just don't work, but you also don't want your ceiling to look like Swiss cheese from recess lighting. Mm couple questions in there, but really great questions. Yeah. All of these led us to say, let's do an episode on lamps mm -hmm. to which Suzanne said, let's be like brick on anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> Who said, I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So this episode is called I love yeah. lamp. Uh -huh. And we're going to talk oh, about all the gosh, different types right. of lamps when we use them, how we use them. Suzanne's printed out a ream of paper so we can show you the different types. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you guys, I can't believe now that we're doing this episode, how many different ways we use lamps and how many different types there are yeah. and how I find them all to be necessary. I do too. And I yeah. think none of them, like if you look in a whole room, like unless we're doing the exact same lamp, that's like, on each side, identical, mm -hmm. like none of the shades match. And there's a reason for that. And some of them are metal shades, but they, they all complement each other. So I'm glad that you're asking this question mm -hmm. on like, how do I make sure that everything complements each other and how do I make it? And I think, you know, kind of the whole form follows function. We really, it's like, I've looked through our portfolio and like all the rooms that we've done, like there does, there is a formula, mm -hmm. you know, that like I really kept coming across and like in a, in a great room, we'll, we'll kind of start showing you the pictures, but just for those of you listening, you know, say you have two sofas, you have a couple chairs and those things between like, hopefully in one area, you know, you have like the room or two, you might have like two large end tables, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's like between two sofas in a deep corner, we try and get like a really large, like round. Mm -hmm. And in that you'd have like a nice big, like statement lamp that's going to cast light. Here's a great example of this in our sugar house project. You can look this up on the portfolio if you weren't, if you are just listening, but we have this amazing Kelly Worcester lamp that's, you know, sitting on a table between a sofa and two chairs. And it just really gives like kind of this like anchor, this trunk in the room where like can cast light to both to either seating, you know, mm -hmm. which is really great. Then on the other sides, like on where you might not have a deep end table to put a lamp on, we'll use floor lamps. And often I feel like we're not doing like massive floor lamps right now. We're doing more like functional task lights. And so this might have like a little metal shade, 
you know, that can just like cast light on whatever the task is of the person sitting in that corner. If there's a game on or something's happening, they have all the lights turned off. I could turn that on and cross stitch shoot if I wanted or whatever. Mm -hmm. It gives like some glow or something, but it's not going to be like a competing shade usually to my statement lamp or Mm -hmm. lamps. Like if I had two end tables, you know, on each side of the sofa, I might do the same lamp on both sides of that. And that's great. And I feel like there's a lot of balance there, but all your other accent lights, like, I don't think you should have like the same size shade nor the same material. So to your question, was it Rachel, right? Yes. You had the, um, which I believe that's a pleated shade from moi. Mm-hmm. when we looked up anyway, there are these pleated shades that are really lovely. And I don't think I'd want to see that in a whole room oh, like this, you know? Yes. Yeah, so like this is a pleated shade from Ralph Lauren that we did in Rachel's Parcel's living room. And it's so pretty. And there's only one of them. And a lot of times with this type of lamp, sometimes I just, if, if it's a more simple lamp, I'm okay seeing two of them. Cause I want to believe that, you know, that's a nice pair, mm-hmm. but a lot of times for a piece that like looks like art, I just want to see one of them because my I want to believe that you got the only one that was ever available and you lucky you and you have that in your room and it becomes art. So yeah. I think that that's the job of like the large table lamp on the large end table. Mm-hmm. Be careful not to put a large table lamp on a small end table because then you have no table surface. So really be cognizant of the actual like space that you're occupying and the table because if you got a large lamp, you inherited it, you might need to go buy a larger table. Yeah. Because it's going to be too big for your current table. Mm-hmm. Totally. And be okay with that. That's so, such a great point. Yeah. Quick question on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that picture we just showed on the other side. Oh, on the other side, uh, it's a floor lamp. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you did have a side table mm-hmm. on the other side of that sofa, would you do matching lamps? I think I on would. Both of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of times, like if I do want to feel really balanced, just as the same thing, I see it on the floor all the time. We'll have like two matching end tables and we have been like more, I felt like we've been more symmetrical and more balanced and it feels a little bit more postured and put together mm-hmm. to have like matching end tables. If you do have like a nice center focus and you have the space to do it, mm-hmm. a matching end tables with two matching lamps and it feels really, really good. I also feel like where the market is right now that either contemporary is trending or traditional is trending. Yeah eclectic isn't trending as much. That doesn't mean it's not in style for you because it will always be global eclectic for Suzanne Hall. Mm -hmm. But I think to get a really good contemporary look, you're using matching lamps and you're marrying or having matching side tables. The same is true for traditional, Mm -hmm. I believe, right? The surfaces might be bigger in traditional or more grand, Mm -hmm. but you still are getting these matching things that um, do feel like a professional decorator came in and did it rather than just like all your old stuff, which is found and maybe they work, maybe they don't. When I like probably in the early 2000s, late nineties, when friends was like all the rage, eclectic was everything. And having mixed matched lamps on your end, on your nightstands was like really cool. And they were found and everything had a story and maybe both shades weren't even white, you know, but it was just like a different time in a different place. And it could have just been that we were younger. So anything yeah. goes right. Yeah. And we were probably shopping at home goods for yeah, laps. Like our budgets were lower. And, totally. Yeah, yeah. But also when you look at friends, they look like they didn't have budgets either. Mm-mm. And their lifestyles were such that they weren't yeah. like really wealthy. But today I think the people that hire a designer and the work that we get to do, which is so exciting, we are using much many more mm-hmm. I think pairs of lamps and, and getting that uniform height um, in a space, which feels good. Yeah. And like, whether you have the budget, like, you know, we're lucky to work with on some of these projects or not, but even like when you're like thrifting or Facebook marketplace, any of those things, like you can often find pairs of lamps, Yeah, like type in pairs of lamps and like, it's like seashells. 
right? Pick them up anywhere. Just pick them up anywhere. <laughs> anyway, so just like make note of that. Like, mm-hmm. I think the symmetry is nice. The scale is often nice. So if you find a pair, it's likely that like they're taller because they were from an estate or something. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to the scale. If you also. ever have the opportunity to buy, if you're buying a lamp and there's a pair available, always buy the pair. Yeah. Because you'll never find that one ever again. Oh, exactly. Yeah. What's height for okay. sofa side lamp? Like a uh, table lamp. I, I do too. I think it's going to be the same. I think that even if you have an eight foot ceiling, going with a taller lamp is going to be space expanding. And so like above 30. Do you remember? I say a minimum of 30. Okay. I minimum, love a 30 yeah. inch lamp. You guys keep a little tape measure in your purse with you always pro tip. Stocking stuff for y'all. Like yeah. Because if you're pounds. out shopping, like if it's lower than 30 for a side, for a bedside lamp for next to the sofa, an entry chest, depending on how tall your chest is and how low your ceilings are. I don't know. I just think 30 inches is like the magic number for me. Yeah, I was gonna it's say, a minimum for do me. Do you remember like in the attic, like mm-hmm. again, vaulted ceilings totally. and I got the cranes. That Barry Dix, the cranes and the Barry Dixon, that massive oh, yeah. ceramic one. That like thing had to be 40, like 42, yeah. you know, but I had it in there. And I, and I remember like when I was doing my internship in Scotland, going to a few different estates and the lamps were just like ridiculous, but there was like one of them and like, or even mm-hmm. two of them, they'd have like two like crazy art installations and it becomes that it becomes mm-hmm. a total art installation yeah. and it's just, it's magnificent. And it, it is able to cast light on both, you know, both sides of seating that you're trying to like give light to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah and go taller. also you guys all know from, um, I feel like this is a thing that's happening on TikTok, and a lot of people are talking about it. We no longer want the light coming from the ceiling down on us when we're sitting in a room, we want to turn the overhead light off, only have lamps on. That's true for evening. We just look better in that light as long as you don't have a LED light bulb that makes you look like an alien um, and doesn't look good on your skin tone. Yeah. (laughs) You want those, the warmest light bulb you can get and kill your overhead lights. You can have your sconces on. Like if you have fireplace sconces, you can light that fire and just have lamps on and never have you ever been more beautiful to be able to whisper all those sweet messages to your lover. That's the very first thing I do when I get home. I go around and shut off all the lights and then I turn on our lamps and yeah. 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 So the lamp has never mattered more. I feel like, cause we're all, what do they call it? The big light on TikTok. Yeah. They're all like, turn off the big light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. think this is, it's an important um, episode to just like really get the lamps right. Cause that's all we're using these days, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, she also um, asked a question about washing art um when you can't use the when the mounted picture lights just won't work best way to wash art she went on to say but you also don't want your ceiling to look like swiss cheese from recess lighting because i think she knows the only other answer is to come down from the ceiling yeah um it used to be a light bulb that you could position to get right on your art today we have monopoints or something with an elbow like, like little and yeah we have like the ones like we're talking about like the wall mounted ones that we do quite often the art light above the art and you mount it so high so that it does give a nice cast towards your light yeah i do love an art light but if that's not going to work for you and you don't want to do like a little and oftentimes the art spots that they do in the ceiling you know will be like a certain distance from the, the actual wall and like there's a lot smaller the diameter on them it's where it's like a two or three inch you know and it just like casts a nice like over the art. So this is a good example yeah. of an art light that's um, over this piece in an entryway. This is in an acrylic box and it's beaded. Yeah. And we went really quite wide so that we could wash the whole face of that. Yeah. And if you like, if the arts, I, yeah, I love that. I think that's so pretty. 
Um, I was going to say when you're looking for like this type of light on most websites, this is going to be under the functional tab. So there's decorative and functional for like all your lights, like there's decorative sconces and there's functional sconces. This is a functional sconce if they don't have just like an art light category. Mm -hmm. So we love this. Look at the size of the art that you have and then scale the light per that. Um, I was going to say too, if you have like the foot space in the real estate, Rachel, I just came back from a um, photo shoot in DC for a home that we did. Mm -hmm. And in the living room, she had this like really beautiful painting that she inherited of this like ballerina and the field was dark and, and there was, she had a lot of window space and in her case, like there really wasn't very many spaces to actually like hang it. And so we actually did an art stand with a light and I was there from like morning till it was dark. And that thing, especially when at night mm -hmm. I walked past and I was just like, I had to step back because it like highlighted it so beautifully. And I think, especially if you have something really special, consider that like it can't mm -hmm. go on the wall but if you really want to highlight something special, I thought that this was like, there's an actual piece of furniture, this light that sits on the ground that gets to hold that and highlight it. It was beautiful. And I had like such clarity. I'm just like, that mm -hmm. is a really great trick. I think that piece is from Ralph Lauren from Visual oh. Comfort. Oh yeah. I'm like, I don't right. think the art is. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, no. The art lamp for sure. No, the, it yes. Is. And then Ralph right. also makes this very miniature version that you can use on an end table and put art in. Mm -hmm. We're using it here in Rachel's house in her kitchen and we put a cookbook in it and then you can see the light shines down on the cookbook. So it's a really functional piece that way as well. But this gives you that same experience on a smaller scale with a smaller painting. And it's nice too, nice too because you can usually articulate that. So it's very diffused. Mm -hmm. So it's not like too bright or hot of a light, but just like yeah. as a glow when you're walking past and it was it was magnificent. So maybe that's something that you could employ in your house, Rachel. I'm not, sh I'm not quite sure, but mm -hmm. if I couldn't get the art light to work and I didn't want to put something in my ceiling, that's what I would do. Speaking of art lights, one other way that we love to use art lights and you guys all know this trick is to use them on the freeze um, part of the molding in built-ins. Um, you're going to want to scale that with the size of your built-ins, but that's going to let you wash the face of what's in your built-ins with light. And it gives a little warm spot mm -hmm. I think it's so lovely. Again, you can keep that main fixture off. You can keep your art lights on and just lamps. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great example yeah. of different types of lamps in yeah. a room. Let's dissect this really fast. This is for those of Rachel's you just listening. Library. Oh yes, very good. Yeah, this is Rachel's library, and it's like dark and moody, and it's a really studious like academia space. And one thing that I love when you look at this, you don't actually see aside from the white shades on the chandelier that that's on a dimmer too, so we can like control the light going up or down on the overall chandelier. We have the art lights that are mounted to the freeze, but then all of these actually have a gold shade on them. And I think the, like when you go into this room, you have a task at hand and that is to study, that is to write, that is to read. And so whether you're sitting in these chairs, you have this like little articulating lamp that can swing to either. We could have put something here on the table, I suppose, but this was nice because it didn't take up a huge footprint behind the table and we could use the table for books mm -hmm. and for an action, another function. And so I think this is really great. It goes back to even those like the functional lights like this that go by a sofa to just be more of a study, more of a, you know, a concentrated functional light. And you can see we did one, another a Thomas O'Brien one over here on the table so that it just like casts this glow onto the table. But when all these are on, there's like no bright hot spots that are blazing and really, and I love that the one place that we do have the white shades is that central fixture. So it feels really balanced since we do have like several different groupings and it's not based off of one symmetrical sofa. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I love this. And I think it just like really calls for you to study and be intentional mm -hmm. with whatever you're going to do in that space. Totally. 
I think that's great. This is another, this is another really great space. Angie Harrington, um, in her entryway, she was a housewife of Salt Lake city. You might be familiar with her. Um, this is her home and I think it's called Riverside something on the portfolio. Probably. Maybe house of Angie Harrington. House of Angie Harrington, I think. Um, this has several different points of light within this room and I just felt like this would be worth breaking down as well. Yeah. I love this. And the fun thing about her entry is that it sits low. We had to be like really intentional with like that chandelier that we used. This is one from Martin Lawrence Bullard. And it feels like these, like almost like these seed pods that are curling around this like circular shape. And so you have this and it's again, we're like eight foot ceilings right there. And you have these beams dropping down and in this, like you have like an entry proper and then a further entry. Um, we didn't, you can notice that we have a chest over here. We have a bench on the opposite side. We didn't do a lamp over here. Because on both sides of this like entry, we have two of these art lights, which is really great to just kind of have a soft glow. You have this. You can see if we had this and two big lamps or something, it might be overwhelming for the space. And we didn't want us to forget like what our intention was, is to navigate over to this little, this like study table. And this is another entry point where we were able to do a more statement lamp on top of this library desk. So I love this. And notice that like they all have like darker shades too, you know, mm -hmm. and just kind of giving more of a glow. Yeah. So we're using like I gun love. metals and like blackened metals mm -hmm. in this space. But with like gold interiors to kind of brighten it up and add a richness, which so I think pretty. is so, so beautiful. I love this whole space. This feels like art. You feel the balance and symmetry with the two art lights. And then you have something really sculptural in the center. This is super successful. That's great. Yeah. So pretty. Okay. Other, um, I think we hit, did we hit all your questions, Rachel, before we keep going? Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand, to your um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth oh you talked about um coordinate or even juxtapose with a modern lamp I like what she's saying a lot, um, yeah. using something really traditional with something modern. Yeah. The I pleated think, shade with yeah. like a little Cantonese shade or something. Yeah, so great. Okay. This little, um, like something like this toward the middle of the room, these type of floor lamps. Because um, they're metal and your other lamps are full and soft with all the pleated shades. So I think that juxtaposition is yeah. really, really lovely. I love that. Yeah. But I, I think that this is it feels more authentic than just throwing like a big white drum shade. 
you know, cause then one thing I will say with, with shades in general, like if you have this pleated shade that does feel very traditional, if I were to put on a white drum shade, not only is the tone going to fill off, but the shapes don't complement each other. Mm. I really don't think, yeah. I think I like those because both of those had like a cant to this, that metal shade. And I think that feels old school, but the actual material feels more interesting and a little bit not modern, but it's cleaned up mm -hmm. versus like an actual fabric that's been pleated around a uh, light. I'm going to define really quick. Um, Suze uses the word cant. Um, canted shades are shades that come in on a diagonal. Yeah. They're not drum shades, which have straight sides. It's like more of a cylinder. I feel like the cylinder shades were really hot early 2000s yeah. to 2010s, 15s. Yeah. And now this canted shade, which is more triangular shape, is really chic mm -hmm. and probably all the rage. We're not loving the square shades as much. I also no. felt like those were like Jeff Lewis days, early 2000s, mm -hmm. kind of modern in some way. But we feel like at the end of the day, there's enough squares and rectangles in a room between side tables, the shape of the room, built-ins. You get enough of those square shades. Triangles everywhere. Yeah. So when we can start to bring in that diagonal line from a canted shade... It also feels a little bit steeped in history. Like I'm very traveled about it. I, I think so too. And the drum shade feels a little bit more generic. There's if they still have their place, but I feel like the magic currently yeah. in the marketplace is in the canted shade. Yeah, and even like you have the full triangular shade, which I feel like whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, that's so arc digest. Yeah. That's so editorial. I love it so yeah, much. It's so less if you expected. Add that mm -hmm. like editorial twist, like those are the lampshades you should do. And but be careful, don't do it on every single thing. Like have mm -hmm. some that are like that, have some that are like I prefer, I prefer like even like if it's a slight can't like that one in Rachel's living room, the table lamp from Ralph Lauren. Anyway, it still has like a little bit of lean to it instead of it just being a flat drum shade. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Like you still have a little bit of that talking to each other. And I think if we had a drum shade there, it would look out of place mm -hmm. in this, like next to this bullion fringed curved sofa. So I do love that shape in conjunction with the triangular full cant. Yes. Shade. Agreed. And I will, I will say too, there are some vendors that I actually avoid because they're lamps, like as far as materiality, I don't know if we want to get into that yet, but I think we should, I'll go there We're on the topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, where the actual shade looks too white. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like optic and it will shine blue. And if I have that next to like from another company that has a little bit more of a natural mm -hmm. linen shade, mm -hmm. it's going to look off and it's going to be like, okay, I'm just waiting to replace that one because it obviously isn't like. Yeah. Look good with anything else in this room. So it's sad that I do avoid, I need to talk to some of our vendors because I avoid picking them mm -hmm. because their shades are too white. Yeah. And I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to my client. So or I, to my own eyeballs when I have to install. I will say the ideal shade is a natural linen, like um, probably more off-white or bone colored linen. That's more beautiful than a natural paper shade because yeah. the paper shades get um, burnt. They kind of get hot spots over years like and they, they discolor. Yeah. Or... It's just not a long, it's not a long lasting answer. And if you're paying a lot for a lamp, it's frustrating to have the shade start to show those warm spots on it. And then the white shade, the fabric shades that are optic white are also not desirable. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's, it's a tricky thing. And then you can get into custom shades, which yeah, may or really may, fun, yeah, they totally fun. I wish I knew a good online resource so that everybody could use the same one. We use a place in Salt Lake city called the lamp store lamp company. lamp company. Yeah. And they make custom shades for us. And you guys might have those resources I'm sure in your area. And that's a fun way. If you've got a client that really wants designer something like bespoke. Zero to 60. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. Really fun trick. So I guess if you did get that white lampshade, I don't, I don't have any tricks to tell you to warm it up. But maybe you might like the shape and so find a lamp place in your area yeah. or I'm sure you could like do it. We probably just haven't Googled it enough. I'm sure yeah. we could find something. Definitely online. take that with you because yes. they do want the shape. They might even be able to use that um, kind of plastic. Yeah. The same yeah. frame and then just reupholster it. Yeah. I did that with my sconces. Oh, over my mantle. Sure you did. So, yeah. yeah. They use the same shade, but then they just covered it with a fabric. If you don't mind out. sharing with the people, what did a custom sconce shade cost you? Oh, I repressed that. I don't even know. You repressed it. I remember because yes. we built one we? when we were, um, when we were designing the Stella pendants. Mm -hmm. And so we had a shade built that oh, yeah. we wanted to yeah. send so they can, yeah, replicate. That was, it was like $120, but that's a big shade. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. So big. Yeah. yeah. And then the price of linen, right? Yeah. So, so it's not super expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, I bet the fabric well, that I picked was more expensive than the actual labor. Yes. I imagine. And then I trimmed it out with like a ribbon on uh -huh. top and bottom. So like I did that to myself. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't well, have to. Be. And I have Maybe to say though, like more. these are long lasting decisions. Yeah. These like, you'll have your sconces probably and for decades. Still. Yeah. So much. And like the ones that we did in Angie Harrington's dining room with the Hermes scarves, like she'll have that her whole life as long as the house doesn't catch on fire. Yeah. Or even yeah. Kim's like that yellow, like pleated yeah. shades on the pineapple lamps. Oh, I love it so much. So, so pretty. Okay. Uh, let's get into okay. the different types of lamps. Okay. So we have, task lamps, mm -hmm. which is what we're going to use at a desk. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Task lamps. And even, I would even identify those ones that we talked about, like in the overall, like a great room floor plan, the ones that we like, the ones in Rachel Parcells library, mm -hmm. the ones that are in like in they're, some of these like desk settings. They're floor lamps, but the head of them is like more like a task yeah, lamp. It's more articulated. It's usually, yeah. usually a metal shade. We have some like really great desk lamps and I wanted to kind of touch on this just because of the actual like scale of it. And again, this is kind of a pointed, you know, function in these rooms, like a desk is where you're supposed to focus. So you can see here in Barbie dream house in the office that we have something that kind of just like gives a glow onto the actual desk surface. So she can have something that is just like pretty, that gives her enough light to do the function, like to write the letter, to go through the emails, whatever it is. You can just like turn on. And I usually, I think the height on these, we don't go sometimes depending on the room. I won't say that we've never gone like tall. I feel like in Jamie's house, Jamie O'Banion's on her desk, mm -hmm. we went a little bit taller on that desk lamp. And so if like yeah. height wise, it wants to feel tall, if you're in a taller space, you could do it. But if you want it to just kind of hover and just be sculptural, I would do something like this. And I feel like this is around that 24 inch height. Mm -hmm. This so. is nice too. It just puts light where you want it, which is for the tasking you're doing, writing a letter, yeah. typing something, but you don't get the light in your eyes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a nice feature. And I think this functions perfectly. Yeah. Um, other desk lamps that we have here. This is my home office. This is your typical like 30 inch lamp. Um, again, this is alabaster, so you're going to get a soft glow um, up in your eyes and face and everything, but you're going to get task like light down on the desktop where you need it. It's very directional. Yeah, directional yeah. is a really good word for task lights. Yeah. Here we're doing a baby lamp as a desk lamp. This is cute. This one's by Kate Spade. It looks like an apple. It's on a stack of books. It's perfect and studious for this darling office. And I think She's it's a just... sweetheart. Yeah, she is. The, home, real sweetheart. the homeowner got a real kick out of this. Anyway, body of the apple, I believe is alabaster, alabaster. here. Yeah. So it's still really beautiful, um, everlasting. And I think will always be a conversation piece. It has the, some wit to it too. So it kind of like winks at you when you come in the door. 
The baby lamp is so cute. We all have such a crush on it Mm. and really cute in the setting on a stack of books, I believe. I will say I'm looking at the sheet on this and this is a drum, but it's smaller and it's taller. It's not like a short chubby fat one Mm because sometimes I'm like, if you elongate that, you get some retro vibes Mm -hmm. out of it and it feels like an 070s library. Totally. Yeah, I agree. So good. Okay. So those are a few examples of task lamps. Mm -hmm. We also have floor lamps. The floor lamps have, I think, gone. They have evolved. Yeah. Yeah. I think Restoration Hardware did a good job of bringing task lamps into living rooms, Mm -hmm. pairs of um, floor lamps, which I think is really lovely. So handsome. Yeah. Really handsome. And that uniformity that gives you that sort of contemporary line or edge in a room of traditional furniture. Yeah. And I will say the longer that we've done this, the more we've realized as we install that the, I love to see repetition. So Mm -hmm. seeing more than one thing is really cohesive for a space and pulls things together. We Mm -hmm. talked about it just feeling more postured, tidy. Um, And I think like the floor lamp, like if you have a, you know, two chairs that are like next to each other, having the same like little lamp, like hover over each of them and giving them each a task lamp is really beautiful. Same thing, even like on some sofas, we'll do that too. Just have like the exact same like little floor lamp, just kind of pillowing over each corner. So again, not to distract from some of the other heroes you have in the space. Mm -hmm. So depending on what you're trying to like clout and like boast in the room, um, these, these task lamps are so beautiful and it just gives us like, it's like earrings, you know, like on each side that gives a little bit of glitter with the metallic that it is. And it's really, really good. And if you can get an interesting shade shape, like high five to you. High five to to you is right. That's so good. Okay. I love that. Okay. So that's the floor lamp, baby lamps. Um, let's talk about where to use the baby lamp. Cause we always talk about the scale of lamps and to go bigger, but obviously a baby lamp is much smaller. Like how do we use a baby lamp? Totally. Well, I love this example. This is in Tan Francis closet. Again, he's got these really pitchy ceilings. And so we just don't have the ceiling height. So we use this really cute, I think Thomas O'Brien baby lamp in all steel and it's so handsome and architectural and it's feels like a blown up cufflink. It does look it's like a cufflink. So it's just like really good hardware. Very fashionable. And the ceiling height was just perfect to be able to use a little lamp. Mm-hmm. I love using baby lamps in small areas. I love using the baby lamp on my floating kitchen shelf. I love tucking it in a shelf in a bathroom. In your secretary. In my secretary, Oof, which I is small. So yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, and we've even created like some of our like favorite things. Like we've made yes. the penny lamp, which is so good. We just introduced the alabaster one. I think the proportions, I, we've seen enough that we're able to like really perfect this. Mm-hmm. And I think the penny lamp is my favorite. Our brass one, penny lamp, we can't keep it in stock, you guys. It is so good. I can yeah. put one in every room. It really uh, is. It is so, so cute. And we also, we just made it in alabaster. And I think the proportions of that giant sphere is so robust. So I love beautiful. it for being a baby lamp. You get a lot of weight and a lot of credit yep. for that girl. I agree. So I love, I love it on, um, I, particularly the alabaster penny lamp. I love on the Beatrice etagere. Oh, That's our yeah. little brass mm. etagere that goes in a powder bath or next to a bathtub or in a closet or as a as bar, a bar in a living yeah. room. And that little tiny spot of light and something about the alabaster next to the brass body of that is just like perfection in my mind. I love it. So small Beatrice is a small piece. Small pieces love a small lamp and you don't expect the small piece to have a small lamp. So when it does, you're like, Oh my gosh, is that a lamp in no. that small area? Where did no. you find it? You yeah. know? And in like little pockets, we found like just our, ourselves too. Like if you see something in a miniature, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing. Yeah. And it feels like more like semi-precious because it's small mm. when the material's good. And I think same thing with our crystal lamps too. Yeah. We do have some tall crystal lamps, but like our Winnie, 
I love I have that in my entry and like the size of it. Are we like 20? Did you say Winnie? Yeah, this one. This is an Angie Harrington's master bedroom, primary bedroom. And it just like casts like all the best light. Mm -hmm. When that light shines down, the crystal just like goes on fuego, man. It is. Where do you have your Winnie's? In your entry? entry, Yeah. On my chest. And I have the that mirror there and just like the shade color is perfect. The actual crystal is perfect. I love seeing the neck. The brass neck is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love the, uh, the artistic nature. This is probably like my favorite crystal lamp in the collection. I think, mo- I think it's probably our best seller. Yeah, is, for yeah. sure. And because this is of like Rachel Parcells. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Parcell also feels, has, it just feels like an art installation that's an artist just like went started just like chopping it. Yeah. And I just think it's the coolest thing. It's great crystal polyhedron shape. Um, It feels contemporary, but it has something classical about it because of the brass and the crystal. Yeah, It's a good one. Have you you seen the the shade shape? Do you notice how it like leans in? It pants a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the all alabaster lamp that we're doing? Yes. That's like. You guys get ready. Like brace your (laughs) boobies. When does that launch? It is so. I don't know when it's good. We're getting it soon. Because this will come out in January, this podcast. So I think it'll probably be in January (gasps) that it launches. You guys stay tuned. Happy 2024. It's another one of those double take, like, oh shoot. Like it's rad, right? I know. I'm like, your shade is alabaster too. Yeah. You want to look like you threw down or give someone a really fancy present. That's where you go. Yeah. I'll also say the penny lamp is perfect for under, um, um, cabinetry. Mm -hmm. They're usually not too tall to fit in that space, which is 18 usually. And that's why we have two sizes of them. Yeah. So it's so under, it can be really good under counter. You could have breadboards with your little miniature penny lamp. Mm -hmm. This is really cute one, a black pearl from Kate Spade. We've loved this lamp. We've used it a ton, Um, but under backsplashes for your home office, like this room or your kitchen or wherever you have cabinetry. We also have the art light too, to just kind of like highlight pieces here. It wouldn't make sense to do art light over the cabinetry. So like be intentional with where you do that, be it art or be it display. Love that. Um, Also on the piano is a perfect place for a baby lamp. Is that Angie's? Um, no, no. This is sugar house. Yeah. The sugar house. Yeah. So this is, um, this is a really cute, just teeny tiny little brass penny like lamp. Especially if you don't have like the footprint, like real estate to have like, cause oftentimes like if it's a baby ground or something, we'll have like a little functional task floor lamp mm-hmm. leaning over to like spotlight the music. But this is great. Cause we didn't have room on the side. And I think for a stand up piano, like this was like, oh, it was so good to just like have that with a collection of her blue and white. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. So cute. So that is another example of how to use a penny lamp or sorry, a baby (laughs) lamp rather. Okay. Let's talk about the dining table. Okay. Well, we, we don't really have a lot of good examples, but we did see this a lot at, I feel like it's coming and you guys need to know about it. So we're going to tell you there's a new category called portable lamps. This is a lamp without a cord and they are having rechargeable light bulbs that will charge like a cell phone. Or um, they're battery powered, which has a little switch. Maybe you guys have been to a few chic restaurants that have a tiny little lamp in the middle of the table. It's nice because at a certain time of night, usually restaurants will turn off the overhead lights. And if you're losing your near vision and you're over 40, suddenly you can't read the menu because you need more light. So maybe you have a little lamp in the middle of the table, which is so helpful. Otherwise you've got to look like a total clown and get out your cell phone, put your flashlight on (laughs) to see the menu. The brightness. Yeah. And nothing's more embarrassing or says that I'm old than having to use a flashlight with a menu in a darkened restaurant. So I particularly really love the little table lamp. We dined in North Carolina with these little tiny spots of light 
And they had little switches. So I'm guessing yeah. they were battery powered. Yeah, I know they were, they were for sure. I was inspecting it. Like, and then we, the next day we saw them at visual and I was just like, hot damn. Yeah. We got the memo. Thank you. Yeah. I really so thought Tesla was going to be the first totally. one to give me that, but. Yeah, I do have to on. say, like, I know in a dining setting in residential, I still think this is a cool idea. Like you, you can light votives for a mood, but I still wouldn't mind having two little tiny mm-hmm. table lamps on there. If you're having a party, turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. And I I'm think everybody would look so pretty. Remember houses and parties we had her yeah. on. And if you look on her website, she has some really cute tabletop lamps that are yes. like a little bit more chic maximalist mm-hmm. um, that we did for a client. And I'm trying to remember if they were battery or what, but like, it was like the perfect like little table torches for you to like dine by without having to worry about it getting blown out. Love it. Really, really cool. And Corey and I decided to go ahead and develop an all marble version of a lamp that's small that I think be two on a long dining table would be mm-hmm. tray chic. Yeah. So that will launch hopefully in January or beginning of February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. It, the glow on that is amazing. It's like so just seeing it. On is, yeah, I'm so, so rad. Excited. That's totally. going to be a bestseller too. Okay. Yes. Okay, let's take a few categories. Dresser lamps. So okay. if you have a dresser, I know today the closets have become so robust that dressers are kind of built in. But if you but still if have- normal. Yeah, if you're normal, like, <laughs> like, 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 like everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is a really cute example in a kid's, um, this is in the Linden art manner. Mm-hmm. So like and same- this is in their kids. It's yeah. There's two of them. We just wanted to do something kind of funky. And yeah. so again, and ironically, this has the drum shade, but I think with everything else in the room, it kind of needed the organization, but like height wise on these, you're still going to be for a dresser lamp. I still think, I don't think I'd want to go anything smaller than like a 28. Mm-hmm. I think you're still going to want to be a little bit taller so that it can, especially depending on the size of your dresser, it's nice to have something to turn on. And maybe at night I have like, I have a table torch on my dresser mm-hmm. and usually at night I ha- that's the only thing I have turned on Pretty. until we go to bed and then I can turn on my bedside. Love. And I love that. It just kind of gives like this soft glow and I don't know, just, I love the sym- symmetry of that. Mm-hmm. This is an Angie Harrington's master. This is in like this little vestibule. And it's kind of like in between a baby and a big girl lamp, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's this crystal. And it, I imagine that this one's probably around that 21 to 24 inch height that we stacked on some books. And it is so pretty. And again, it's not something that I'm going to be sitting underneath to read, but I do want light there. And so to do a full scale lamp in there, didn't make sense. And it's kind of a tucked away area. So note the scale of your space mm-hmm. and how tall you want to stretch that. So, yeah. So pretty. I love, love, love that. Um, bedside lamps, I guess, goes really well with um, dressers, yeah. dresser yeah. lamps. Yep. So this is one where I think at least 30 inches. Yeah. This is my bedroom. We're above 30 inches here. So you guys are like 34. Yeah. Um, something's really nice about this is slightly higher than the headboard even, but it just stretches the whole room and gives height to it. Different material because there's a lot of fabric, you know, on beds, on upholstered headboards. So I think the difference in material with the mercury glass, that warm shade, slightly canted and really tall feels really beautiful. I will say compositionally, if you're trying to put something together for your own room, if this art and like that volume wasn't being filled, this might feel too tall, but like the pediment, like effect of just like graduating height is really, really nice. And I think just probably the visibility when you're in bed to have that shining, if you're sitting up, because it would be like the reason why we don't want to go short next to our bedside table is like, say you're sitting up reading 
or something and you have a short lamp and you can look over and you see like all the insides. Yeah. You can see the hot light. See the, I don't want to see the top of that. And you're sitting like cast on my face yeah, and or, cast on Twitter. Or it's going to be casting down like below exactly. you. Like you'll be sitting above it. So yeah, yeah. definitely. A lot of bumsky. Mm. Um, another okay. really beautiful big grand lamp. This oh. one's a Ralph Lauren lamp. Yep. And this, this one is was in Tahoe tree house. Mm-hmm. And this is a really large chest. Like these ones are about like 42. There's, these inches. are actually dressers that we're yeah. using as um, yeah. nightstands. And so, so this is yeah. way bigger than it looks in this room, which I think again is a thing that really makes your house look like you've hired a professional designer is when you get the scale, right? You hear us say that all the time. This is no different than that. I love the scale of this. Yeah. I love that too. Um, uh, this one, Linden Art Manor. Yeah. We wanted to do something that just, again, they like, she's really fun, quirky. She loves art. So we picked more artful, playful silhouettes. We still have two of them, but these ones were about 28. 20 is like the lowest we go on a nightstand, just depending on the height of your headboard mm-hmm. and compositionally what's going on around it. So love these. Yeah. So pretty. And I will say there was a time where we, um, we saw mismatched lamps on bedside. Mm-hmm. We are advocates of just like matching them. I just think there's enough probably ways to be eclectic if that's your style or chairs, whatever. But I think just like the matching lamps just like give real balance to the end of the day when you actually retire. I just like feeling that light cast evenly. Yeah, agreed. What if someone's doing like nightstand on one side and then like a, um, you know, like a round table on the other? Would you do matching lamps or just? It depends on the height that they hit. Like, yeah, if they're um, different heights, like mm-hmm. the... We did this one a lot, a lot of times, like, especially like we did a kid's room here in holiday and like we did the same suite. There was like a burled desk on one side because he needed a desk and we love this trick. And I think it's really functional for a smaller room that needs several functions. We did a desk and we did the nightstand and those matched, but they were different heights because desk is 30. And I want to say that the nightstand was like around 28. So there's a difference about two inches. Mm -hmm. We did the same lamp and they were different heights. So then I'm having to build one up with. A book, a book or two to make them like feel even, but like make those efforts if you want to have. And I think when the nightstands don't match, I think it's more imperative that the lamps do. Something should match. Because then it's just looking like. Yeah. Yeah. But you can imagine if I had matching nightstands, I'd still want matching lamps. I wouldn't want to be like matching nightstands. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have my mom's old one here. And then I have a new one here that I got at TG Maxx. Try and be uniform there. Mm -hmm. It'll, it'll pay you back in spades. Yeah, this one's kind of controversial. I wasn't sure if we should talk about it or not. I think we should because this one was for an older client. Um, we were very limited on the size of nightstand that we could have just because of these walls that were already built. And so she didn't want to have like too much like a lamp and a bunch of stuff. And we've had other clients too. They're, they're just like, we don't want to have this. We want to feel a little bit more like a hotel and have like more of an articulating shade and so we did these like really cool ones that could swing over and they were older too so I think just the Mm -hmm. flexibility and control of being able to pull that closer to whatever you're reading Mm -hmm. was like the goal in here so anyway you can tell it's a little bit more of a mature style but really I think well done and and they loved it and so if you are a wall a wall sconce girl um like you could go this way I think we love a lamp I love lamp yeah. <laughs> so much. And so anytime people are like, should I do a sconce? So I have a clear surface. And I'm like, no, if you have the room to do a lamp, do a lamp. Cause I think it like sculpturally, it gives a lot of vertical interest to the space. So go lamp. I like that. How do you guys go feel home. about like, uh, pe- have you seen pendants as, as like, 
Yes, what? we have. We don't like it. I hate it. not my thing. I'm just going to go ahead Disagree. and say. No, I do too. Yeah, it feels, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it in a way that makes me want to ever do it. It just feels a little bit like it's decapitated, floating, bobbly head mm-hmm. in the room. And I can't quite, there's nothing on the surface of the thing either. So I don't know. You'd have to have a particular aversion to having something. So there's some people that are like, I yep. hate accessories. I want all surfaces clean and perfect. Their kitchen, no accessories at all. They just, the most healing, beautiful idea to them is that the kitchen is perfectly clean and nothing is on a surface. And that's their Same own, Kanye. Yeah, it's their own neuroses, right? Or, or their own need to feel calm. And so to me, you'd have to have an aversion to having something on a surface to want to accept pendants as lights mm. over your bed, just to have that perfectly clean, these things hanging Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's, it's weird to me. We had a client once. It was um, Haley's Poolhouse. Anyway, and the thing we specified like a ceiling light. So you already have something dropping from the center of this, like floating over the bed. Mm-hmm. And we had lamps specified. And the client went a little rogue and she went ahead and got these pendants, you know. And like every time I went in there, I was just like, gosh, damn it. Like I, it just made me mad that now I have three ceiling fixtures in one room mm-hmm. and I just need and like, they weren't like considered together. They weren't yeah. really considered together. And this one hanging and then should have been a flush mount. If these two are going to drop down exactly. from, from down rod or from their probably wires or no, cord but it of just some like sort. Was so like conflicting in my mm-hmm. brain to see like all these things hanging from the ceiling when I'm like, you need to have like just sculpture sitting at that point so that the actual ceiling light can get the credit. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. fighting. I think you're fighting it. And so I, yeah, I don't like and I think always, I don't know, there's something like swaying in the wind about it too, that I'm just like, I like the solidity of a lamp mm-hmm. on my bedside table that I know will stay there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's so much down rod or chain, whatever it is with it. It's like, it just goes on spindles. for miles. It feels yeah. like maybe hotels did it first, maybe to just protect the lamps from getting broken or- Or protect the surface from like getting scratched or something. Yeah, something. I feel like I used to see it in like W Hotels or somebody doing this new trick. And it's always fun to adopt new things, but I don't know. I just have never been able to get behind a pendant hanging over the bedside the table. For, for everyday yeah. living, I don't yeah. think it's like a cool trick. Mm-hmm. And then you're like trying to turn it on and it's like, it's uh-huh. swaying and just like it's moving. I'm sure you have like a little, like I'm thinking hotels now, like the little switch. You'd have to have something like that. Yeah. yeah. Trying to locate the pulley in the middle of the night. What a, mm-hmm. what a cluster, man. Like, <laughs> that'd be a mess. Yeah. That's great. You guys, I think we covered all of our bases on all the different types Thanks of lamps. For staying with us. I know. Yeah. I hope that's helpful to you. There really are so many different ways of thinking yeah. about it. And we all have different mm-hmm. things that we're obsessed with or that we love, or we think is a good trick or a good use of a lamp. Mm-hmm. So um, these are all of ours and I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are or if you have any other questions about lamps. Hopefully we got to all of these, Rachel Cobbs. Um, If you guys have any questions for us, please send them to dearalice at alicelanehome.com and we will catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 